Hey everybody, this is Liliana Milleva and I'm excited to bring you Menopause Made Easy, a podcast designed to provide you tips and strategy to navigate the changes in woman's body, mind and spirit with more grace and ease. I appreciate you tuning in. Remember to like, subscribe and turn on your notifications so you are updated of each episode release. All right, let's dive in. Welcome everyone for today's episode of Menopause Made Easy. I'm so glad to have with me today Lynn, who is expert for uh, wife transformation coaching. She's expert to help women who have difficulty with the relationship, with emotional triggers, with depression, with anxiety, to navigate in this transition period with more ease and grace. And she used different tools and techniques. So you're going to talk about how you can redefine ourselves and find inner peace in our life during this transition period. So welcome, Lynn. What is your story? Why you choose this field? Why you choose to help your clients in this way? Tell us about yourself and your story. Okay. Well, I was sharing with you earlier that my original career was as an opera singer. And I was very passionately involved in that career. And at the same time, very mysteriously, my body started to break down and I was getting more and more ill. And because as a singer, your body is the instrument, I had to find answers. So after a very long and arduous and difficult journey, going down many rabbit holes and not really getting what I needed... Something almost miraculous occurred when I was in my mid-40s, just before my own menopause symptoms showed up. (laughs) And I found some answers to things that were causing me to be so physically ill and also emotionally depressed. And one would have thought that I would have just gotten back on the horse and then continued further with my opera career. There are a couple of things there. You know, there's a kind of sweet spot in terms of your age and so on when you're pursuing a career like that. And then the other part of it was that, you know, surprisingly so to me, because I really didn't think that was something that would interest me, was dealing with other people's inner terrain because my own had been so messy for so long. You know, it's just like, but things shifted so dramatically for me. I actually felt called in a very compelling way that I could not ignore to learn the things that had helped me so dramatically and be a facilitator for others who were going through these very deep difficulties. And so here I am 25 years later, still very, very passionate about providing this kind of help because I just love seeing women who are suffering come back into the best representation of themselves, where they're happy and feeling good about who they are, no matter what stage of their journey they're in. And the menopausal journey, it's a life change. It's a changing of your definition of yourself, how you see yourself. And in a way, it's it's a loss, you know, it's it's a representation of letting go of that useful representation of yourself as a procreator, as someone who could bring other beings into the world. Yes. And one of the tools that you use is the humor. Can you explain a little bit more how you help with that? 
Sure. Now that piece, it came in, I would say it was about seven years after the first piece that brought so much dramatic change for me. What I noticed, even though I had transformed quite a bit in the way that I felt about myself, the way that I felt about my life, and I was no longer suffering from depression, is that even though I felt good on the inside, was still representing myself as an overall quite a serious person because it was so ingrained. It was just so ingrained. And so there was a bit of a, an incongruency there in how I felt on the inside and how it was showing itself externally. So lo and behold, a friend invited me to this introductory laughter yoga event, which in itself seemed a rather strange concept. Like, how do you put laughter and yoga together? Because I was already trained in yoga. And like many, I imagined, oh, well, I guess you're going to do your yoga posture, you know, like stand with your hands above your head doing the tree. And as you're losing your balance, you're going to laugh. <laughs> That's how I imagined it. But it wasn't that at all. <laughs> it wasn't that at all. It was actually a whole new approach and perspective to laughter that kind of turns the way that we normally relate to laughter on its head. And, you know, without going into how that's done, I just want to say why and what is the value of turning your relationship with laughter on its head? The value is that you will find more and more opportunities to laugh in your life. You'll be a far less serious person because people who know me now do not receive me as somebody who's overly serious. And yet that was how I was for the first two thirds of my life, right? <laughs> This is a way of letting the inspiration for laughing to come from within you rather than being dependent on your outside circumstances. So that is a great value in the menopausal journey because you're dealing with a lot of physical discomforts. In fact, discomfort might not be a strong enough word for what you're going through. I went through it all too. I'm 68 years old now. So I've, I've gone the entire journey, you know, and also of letting go of the loss around that. So, so not to diverge too far from your question, <laughs> laughing at first can seem incongruent when you're feeling really bad. Earlier today, I was leading a laughter session and I came up actually with a new analogy, one that I hadn't used before. And it's this, laughter is actually the vehicle that you ride in to move you from a point where you are that you want to move away from to a point that you wish to be in. So we often associate laughter with being happy and we often put laughter on the back burner because the typical phrase is, oh, I don't feel like laughing right now. I don't feel like laughing. So the first thing that we want to do is put laughter into a different perspective of not the thing that you're going to do because you're happy. It's the thing that you're going to do because you're not happy and you want to get into that vehicle of laughter to move from the not feeling so great to transport you to the other end of that journey, which is, wow, I laughed and now I feel so much better. Even though 
I'm still dealing with this last menopausal crap. <laughs> I agree. I agree so much because I also emphasize to don't take so much yourself seriously and uh, take uh, this experience and journey through menopause as uh, something that you can laugh on and not be feel all the time so miserable, even though, as you mentioned that correctly, that can sometimes can be very not so easy to have in the situation when you feel really irritated, frustrated, depressed, and anxious, and so much more. But I invite you to experience and to explore this way to navigate through this transition period and find this inner peace with laughing because it really can change your life and your journey. So I'm so glad that you mentioned that and you bring this in our conversation. So uh, is there any other tools that you use to help your clients or just the laughing is the main one? No, it's not the main one, but it is a solid and consistent one <laughs> because it's become very consistent in my own life. And now you kind of have to get used to me and the fact that I'm going to laugh in places that seem incongruent. <laughs> and I encourage that in others. On a more practical note, just before I answer that next question, it's doing something very specific, going past the metaphor, if you happen to struggle with sleep. And I know that's something that you help with. This is another great tool to add to the kit around getting better sleeps because it activates the vagus nerve very quickly. And the value and benefit of the laughter isn't so much while you're laughing. It's what happens to you physiologically after. You laughed because after the laugh, there's a sense of calm and peace because the laughing switches you out of the fight and flight nervous system and into the parasympathetic where it becomes easier to breathe deeply. And you can't fall asleep if you're not breathing well. So just wanted to add that extra piece of context around the laughing and, and what it can actually do for you on a physiological level. So another piece in my toolkit has to do with letting go of grievances. Okay. And I'll tell you one of the grievances and difficulties that I had to let go of when I was moving through my own menopausal journey was I had a dream of being a mother and having a family and raising children. And the circumstances that would have supported fulfilling that dream had not fallen into place. And then as I was going through menopause, I was having to deal with the heartache of letting go of that dream and realizing, yes, I could still adopt or whatever, but my dream was I wanted to procreate right from my own body. So forgiveness was a really, really useful tool for me. And it is for so many when we're dealing with loss. So every phase of life that we're going through, there are gains and there are also losses. There are things that we are against our own best wishes, having to let go of them. And this is one that a lot of women, including me, have had to face going through menopause. And there can be a sense of failure. Like, why couldn't I get it right? Why couldn't I create those circumstances that would allow that dream to occur? And so, well, how does forgiveness support 
moving beyond that. Well, we can fall into one, blaming ourselves, pointing a finger at ourselves. We could fall into blaming the ones that mess things up, walked out at the point where you were just ready to move forward with the relationship and the other person wasn't, you know, that kind of a thing. And I have been trained in an exceptional forgiveness tool that is quite out of the ordinary because we normally try to do forgiveness from up here. And also we stop ourselves when we say, you know what? Nah, I'm too angry. I don't feel like forgiving that person. So here we are again. I don't feel like. Same thing with the laughter. I don't feel like laughing. And here, I don't feel like forgiving that person. I just don't feel it. So one of the things that I want to say about forgiveness is forgiveness isn't a feeling. It's actually, again, the first step that's going to help you get to the place you really want to go. And it's going to be the first phase of being able to move out of stopping yourself because you don't feel like it. And it's really your head that's stopping you. It's not your heart. If your heart was in it, there would be no question. Forgiving is always there when the heart is open enough to see the truth of what's really going on. So this exceptional way of forgiving that I was shown, I had already tried other ways of forgiving. So it helped me to realize that actually the forgiving is just the first step and it's a decision. Forgiving isn't a feeling, it's a decision. You decide even though you're still angry or upset or blameful or whatever it is, you're going to do it. And it's ever so more graceful and easy to do it in the presence of another. You like having at least one other person be witness to that journey. And the most important person to be witness to your forgiveness journey is yourself. And so the modality that I'm trained in is called new decision therapy. New, as in new and old, decision, making a decision therapy. So you're making a new decision around an old or existing circumstance that will transform how you're perceiving your situation in relationship to yourself and in relationship to other people. So that facilitates being able to let go of the thing that's making you angry or upset, depressed. And the bulk of that forgiveness journey takes place with you not looking at the person who's helping you, but looking face-to-face in a mirror with yourself. The thing that this type of forgiveness that I've been trained in is doing a little differently, a lot differently, is that certain energy pathways on the body are being stimulated and opened, specific acupressure points that open up and allow for a cleaner line of communication to occur between your heart and your intellect. So they're communicating more effectively with each other, your heart and your intellect, your mind and your body. And so it links everything up. And then when you're in that journey in the mirror with yourself, having already activated those energy pathways, insights and truths and perspectives about your own life and your own journey begin to show themselves to you 
in a way that is nothing short of transforming. You start to see yourself in a new light, even as you're going through these phases of your life journey, the menopausal journey, the divorce journey, seeing your children go off and leave you with, you know, emptiness syndrome, all that stuff. It's so, so interesting, actually. It's very interesting approach. I never met this kind of approach. So how you work with people, how they can find you? Do you work with uh, a one-on-one coaching or have group program or workshops? What you facilitate and how they can reach out? Okay. So there's a few different ways. And, uh, you know, I'll first just say off the top, you can find my website, but going to your life transformed.ca because I'm in Canada. I am reachable and you can work with me either online or if you happen to be in the Toronto GTA area, you can work with me directly in person. Around the laughter piece, I just want to put it out that I actually, every two weeks on a Tuesday, just for 30 minutes, you get a really intensifies, compact experience of laughing online with me and a few other people in the Zoom room. And that's absolutely on me. It's free. The information and how to get in there, it is on my website. And you can also reach me at forgiveandlaugh at gmail.com. I also train people to lead other people in laughter. And so two or three times a year, I will do an actual certification training. I also train people in this beautiful forgiveness process that was developed by Dr. Candace Blakely. She's no longer on the planet, but she did ask me to keep her work alive in the world. And so I'm very committed to that. I do work one-on-one. I can do either the laughter or the forgiveness. And there's so many other things in my toolkit as well. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I lead with these ones. And then there's lots of other juicy yes. things. I love that. I love what you're doing and how you help. Uh, so what is the one thing that people can remember and start to implement in their life so that they either with laughing, either forgiveness, so that it's come like a habit or practical tools that they can use in everyday life and that can change their life. The time to insert more laughter into your life starting now. The time to let laughter come forth is now. And, and just remind yourself, it's going to feel stupid. It's going to feel silly. It's going to feel counterintuitive because you haven't been doing it that way, but you're going to leave out the jokes, the humors, the comedians. You can still do all that. You know how to do that. But by allowing yourself to be the generator of laughter, that rather than something outside of you, it empowers you to get into a better feeling state inside of yourself immediately. So I'm going to invite you, Diliana, to laugh with me right now. And we're going to invite whoever is listening to join in with us because the time for laughter is now. Imagine you've got a watch on your wrist and you're looking at it. It's like, oh, time to laugh. Well, if somebody was going to offer you a million dollars, if you could make a laughing sound, I bet you could do it right now. So let's do it. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, so funny. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Well, I think it's so good. It feels so good for sure. That can uh, make you more wider, more uh, happier for sure. And really shake all this negativity that you can hold in our body from our environment, from the media, from what's happening in everyday life. Just remind yourself to have more, to find a way to become a habit to have. And uh, definitely reach out for Lynn. Thank you so much, Lynn, to be my guest today, to share your, your wisdom and knowledge. Thank you, everyone, to listen. Menopause made easy, and I see you in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Menopause Made Easy. You can check out more episodes on Apple, Spotify, eHeart Radio, and your favorite podcast apps. Check out the show notes for any website linked to this episode, including where to connect with me on social media. I appreciate you tuning in. Remember to like, subscribe, and turn on your notifications so you'll be updated of each episode release. And visit me at menopausesupportacademy.com for all podcast updates as well. Appreciate you dropping by.